to the track, the wall makes the leap and makes the catch! Amazing catch by Junior! He got it! A perfect game! 13 strikeouts! Ryan out for straightaway center field, picking out for blank center, crowd at the wall, leaps up, and he makes the catch! Mike Trout with another spectacular grab! Welcome to Champions Adjust Podcast. Today is June 6th, and this is episode We went over eight. this last week on episode 7. This is my part. This oh, is my season part. Season 2? This is my part. Okay. I'm the facilitator. You're right. You're the information guy. Sure. I'm the facilitator. You're the information guy. How embarrassing for me. Okay, you got to know our roles yeah, I'm really and how sorry. to play the game. I do apologize. Anyways, welcome to the Champions Adjust Podcast. Welcome to the Champions Adjust Podcast. This is season two, episode number eight of your most favorite baseball podcast ever, or hopefully it's becoming your most favorite baseball podcast ever. On this podcast, we cover everything from short hops to bat flips, but mostly our niche market is youth baseball. We coach youth baseball. We play youth baseball. We love youth baseball. It should be a fabric of American culture, at least our culture it is. And so thanks for being here for another episode of the Champions Adjust podcast. How was that? How'd I do? I'm very upset with you right now. Why? You made me sad. Oh, no, Coach. Uh, it's good to see you all, though. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Coach um, Monson. Coach Happy Monson. Monday for us. Happy Thursday to you. I know yes. when you listen to this, this is Thursday. We are filming on June 6th. Do you know what tomorrow is? June 7th. It's my birthday. Let's go. Hey. Coach Bodson's birthday. So here's what we're doing for Coach Bodson's birthday. Let's go. Here's what we're doing. We have merchandise available, including this nice hat, on yeah. champion, excuse me, champsadjust.com, champsadjust.com. All of our merchandise is available there. And we have shorts that are going to be released soon. They're not on the website yet, but they've been designed. I have them. They're good. I've tested them out. Coach Bodson will have them very soon. They should be delivered this week. But... Before they get put on the website to make Coach Bodson's birthday very special, here's what you need to do. Go to Twitter or go to Instagram. Follow us on either of those platforms. Send us a message saying you listened to Season 2, Episode 8, and you want to make Coach Bodson very happy for his birthday. Happy birthday. By saying one, happy birthday. And I would like to pre-order some Champions Adjust shorts. You can get them in black, gray, navy, or red, tell us your size, how many you want, and the color you want, and it's a happy birthday present to Bodzin. You get the shirt, the shorts before anyone else, before they even get put on the website, and you'll be able to rock that gear all summer long, in workouts, at the pool, hanging out with your friends, wherever, whenever, you can sport champions adjust. And guys, that is super important to me because the more merchandise y'all purchase, the more I can wear around the house and just piss off my wife. Because it's like literally all I'll wear. 
right? And I don't want to wear anything but Champions Adjust gear. Yeah. So the more you purchase, the more I can wear. And then Lulu is just like, hey, can you wear like a better shirt to dinner? No, I can't. Yes. If I'm wearing this t-shirt to a nice steakhouse because Champions Adjust, and that's why. Right. And so. and the, the more t-shirts we sell and all that good stuff, we can upgrade our, our podcasting equipment um, to make the audio better. And yes. so all that stuff is important in upgrading this podcast to make sure it's a great experience for everyone. Speaking about um, the brand Champions Adjust as a whole, as, a, as some of you may know who listen, right? Champions Adjust is a podcast. It's a clothing brand or a sports brand, a culture brand. And we have the Champions Adjust Mindset Program um, that's run by me and... Coach Bodzin's learning all of this stuff now. I am. He'll be able to facilitate some of those programs yes. here soon as we're a combined unit here on Champions Adjust trying to get into the fabric of sports, create mindset shifts. So if you're a team, an organization, a player, you want clinics, camps, all of that stuff, that's what the Champions Adjust Mindset Program is all about. It's about enhancing the mental skills, the emotional agility, the mindset skills of athletes to increase your performance over time. So that's what... We do here champions adjust and now we'll get into the kind of the the meat and bones of the episode um fun fact on uh what day was it i believe saturday i did my first um i facilitated my first mental performance course for like 15 minutes with one of our players yeah um where we did 15 minutes mental performance so visualization mm-hmm. then we went into pitching and then fielding great um and it was great so Beautiful I just wanted job. to share that with you. I don't think I had yet. Champions adjust, baby. Champions adjust, baby. Yeah, visualization and, and mental imagery are one of the key aspects of uh, of enhancing your mental skills, right? If you can sit down and close your eyes and see yourself performing at your very best and then reinforce that by saying, that's like me. Anytime yeah. you do something positive, that's like me, right? You hit a double in the gap, that's like me. Mm-hmm. You feel the ground ball, that's like me. You're positively reinforcing yourself in the game while outside of the game, at practice, at home, you've been rehearsing visually and imagining yourself playing at your best and also imagining yourself overcoming adversity, which right. is huge, which is what we're going to talk about mostly today. Um, that's the theme of this episode. Episode eight is overcoming adversity, sure. battling through challenges and continuing to fight regardless of the situation. That's why the second pillar which we'll get into on Champions Adjust Mindset program on another episode, is optimism. That's why I believe optimism is at the forefront of mental toughness because if you can believe, even when things aren't going great, that they'll work out for the best through the proper effort, energy, and attention, then you can build a successful, meaningful, passionate life built on optimism and joy. And so, Coach Bodson's got our newest addition to this podcast. I do. He's going to drop it right now, and it's going to be an exciting. Do I want to drop it right now? Is we're doing this 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 early? Should we wait? Let's do it. Okay, no, let's go. do it. Okay. Um, so, as you know, that we um, well, actually, I, I got really scared. I didn't press record. <laughs> well, okay, we're good. Oh, Keep we're going. good. Okay, good. Actually, before we do this, I wanted to get back into like the envision the success deal, real okay. quick. Okay? okay. So you know, I worked with one of our players. So I'm not going to name his name. Because, you know, I don't want to make him uncomfortable um, if it's not something he wants to, to talk about. But we talked about envisioning success. And I started listening to some podcasts. And I think it was specifically Zach Sorensen mm-hmm. um, who, who brought up a really interesting fact. For anybody who's a, a youth athlete right now or a parent or, or whatever your role might be that has you listening to us today, um, came up with a really cool statistic. So basically what was described in, in envisioning success 
is that the brain does not differentiate whether you're doing it or envisioning doing it, right? There's not a whole a whole lot of differentiation there, right? So the example he gave, and I'm sure you've heard this before because he's a you know mentee of your mentor, uh, Brian Kane. That's mm-hmm. um, so bringing his name up to you. Um, is that there was a, a basketball team, right? And you cut it into three groups. Mm-hmm. One group, go home, you're done with practice. Group two, you are going to stay here until you shoot 25 consecutive, you drain 25 consecutive free throws. Mm-hmm. Group three, you're going to sit on the bench, watch them shoot 25 free throws, and you're going to envision yourself making it. So one group did nothing. Another group actually practiced it, and the third group envisioned practicing it. Of course, group one, 0% success rate. They didn't get any better or any worse. Group two, the ones who did it, 24% increase in success. Mm -hmm. But group three, who envisioned their success, 23% increase. Mm -hmm. 1% 1% less than those doing it. Mm. And so what we talk about then is if you're struggling at the plate or you're struggling on the mound, or you're making errors, your reps aren't only coming on the field. Mm-hmm. They're coming on the bench, watching your, your friends and your teammates take their at-bats. All of a sudden, you go from getting three at-bats a game to 45 to 50 at-bats a game. Mm-hmm. You're envisioning your success. Hey, no. Hey, he hit a double. Okay, I just hit a double. Hey, he just took a ball inside. Okay, I just took a ball inside, right? Mm -hmm. You envision your success, and that allows you to grow on your confidence. Right. Which I thought was a really cool um, tidbit of information, and I wanted to talk to you about that here because I know that you you obviously know know about this stuff and you talk about this stuff, and I'm I'm starting to do so. Yeah, it's great. I thought it would be beneficial to our listeners to... It's for really, me to bring that up on on this podcast. It's a uh, it's an it's an amazing tool for any aspect of your life, mm-hmm. right? You're about to take take a big test. Yep. Okay, sit down, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, seeing yourself, understanding the information, reading the questions properly, knowing the answers to the question, and reinforcing it by saying that's like me, right? Um, and but what's also very important, which I just touched on about mental imagery, is that it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. Right, a, a beautiful part of Im- imagery or visualization is seeing yourself making an error and then seeing yourself overcome that error. Because now you know how it feels, like exactly how you said it, right? It's the, basically the same as actually doing it if you really feel and believe you're in the situation. So now you're at shortstop, you booted a ball, okay, how do I overcome it? How do I reset? How do I flip the switch? Okay, now I have it ingrained in my body and in my mind, so what happens in a real game, it's boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then we can come back and make the next play. So all of that it. stuff is super important. You're visualizing your success. You're, you're picturing yourself playing your best baseball or best schoolwork or relationship or whatever it is. And then you're also seeing yourself overcome adversity because life is full of adversity all the time, every yeah. day, and it never stops. And so if you get good at handling challenges and seeing them as a growth opportunity, then um, life gets a smidge easier. Sure. A smidge. smidge, which, you know, in life, that's it's a good advantage to have. Yes. A smidge easier it goes a long way. Um, to the point of what our next segment was going to be, I think a better way of doing it, we probably should have talked about this before you hit record. Um, <laughs> that's is, all right. We're flying by the yeah, seat of our pants. We here. sure are. Um, or, or our champions in just shorts. Yeah. yeah. The seat of our champion in just shorts. <laughs> which both Seems of us are not wearing nope, right now. Nope, because I don't have a pair yet, but you have... I have a champion gear. <laughs> We're adjusting to it. Um, let's talk about the weekend, and then we can go into our segment. So our segment is going to be, and we're going to get into it. Um, 
something happened yesterday, and we'll, we'll actually we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in a little in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But there is a player who plays for us who has you know gone through some tough times with injuries, and we're gonna flash the text message on the screen for those of you who watch this, um, if if we can, um, if we can. But um, but he showed just the mentality that we look for that we preach on this podcast. And I texted Aaron the screenshot. I was like, dude, this kid's ready to go. This is my champions adjust, you know, player of the week. And that's not necessarily player of the week doesn't mean that you were the best player on the field. Right. But it means that you um, exude the mentality that we that we preach. Right. Constantly, right? Of of a champions adjust mentality. Um, and so we do have a player in name in mind. I actually have a list of five players who made my candidacy list, and we'll go through that list. But let's talk about the weekend first. Yeah. Um, this weekend, you know, I'm going to let you talk about Saturday first because, fun fact, uh, well, you know. I, I want to bring up a point. Yeah. Just, you know, because you just jogged a train of thought. Sure. Please. <clears throat> when we, I think when we started Wolfpack Baseball, um, I think the kids and Coach Lovell didn't really understand what Champions Adjust was. Correct. And I don't think we fully understood no, what it was right. either, right? I knew that it was a cool name. I knew that I wanted to do a podcast, and I knew that I had merchandise. Sure. And I also know that I was I was running a mindset program, but it didn't have a name. There was nothing that I could sink my teeth into to, sure. to market it or to like be like, this is what it really is. Sure. Like, if you don't get anything from what I talk about, but you decide that you want to adjust and pivot to the situation, then that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And as we started to train the boys and work with them constantly and do games and do practices and do Tuesday night mental sessions and workouts and all these things, you know, they started listening to the podcast, but they kind of themselves took it upon themselves to kind of make it part of their team culture. Yes. And it's interesting when you, when you work with kind of 13 year old boys is that when they start to kind of make fun of something in a way that's like a little bit sarcastic, but they kind of like it at the same time, you can kind of tell that they're getting through to you. I'm sure a lot yes. of the parents have told you that, right? Yep. Yep. I'm sure that's kind of how the feel of that is. And so when they started uh, asking for merchandise and wanting to wear wristbands and things like that, it was like, oh, so like Champions Adjust is actually what we want to be doing. Right. Like it's now part of the culture of our Wolfpack program. And I think there's going to be some sort of something going on there. It's already part of what we do. And so it's like really cool to see something you have an idea of that's not really ingrained yet and then have these like 13 year old boys like do it for you like make it important because they think it's important and like they're just like being smarter than us on a consistent basis Um, and so kudos to all of the guys on our squad who've now made it part of their culture who've now remind themselves all the time that champions do adjust of course sometimes they say it sarcastically right to get under our skin but I do think that they mean it majority of the time because that's what they're doing and there was no better example of that than this weekend with, with our team. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and in speaking of that merchandise that you had you know, on the thought process, you actually get that on the champsadjust.com. Nice, oh uh, boy! Great, yeah, just all these shameless plugs. No, I agree. I think um, one of the coolest parts about coaching 13-year-olds, and, and I've talked to the kids before about this. I know you have too. I, I had a tough seventh grade year. Like, I... Did not have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I got made fun of ruthlessly. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go to school. It was a tough time. 2001, mm-hmm. seventh grade. It was tough. Um, and so now, you know, a few years later, 
being able to in a few like 20 years later um uh, it, it's really cool to be a part of of, of these kids development because it- 13 year old in me sees that nobody's that confident right 13 year olds just aren't that confident yet mm-hmm. Which bullying and that's how you get you know some of the things that that, that you know i saw when i was 13 right um but but the flip side is is that we can be a part of their development on the on the, the positive end yes. of knowing hey you know I'm going to give a quick shout out to Lincoln Boyles real quick um, on our team. There we go. Um, who at one point yesterday said, hey, don't let one moment define your entire weekend. That is champion's adjust mentality if I've ever heard it. That's a beautiful statement from a 13-year-old kid. Beautiful statement for a 13-year-old kid. I've known Lincoln since he was 11. And immediately after the situation happened, he yes. said it with no yes. no second thought. Like, he was just there. Right there to, to again, hold his teammate up. I've known that kid for, for God, two, two and a half years now. Um, yeah, two and a half years. And um, and just watching him grow and develop into a very kind and athletic young man who his thoughts are all well thought out. And he is just, he, he's, a, he's a good kid mm-hmm. who gets behind this competitive mentality. Yeah. And that's one example of what we see every day from our kids. You know, the 23 kids who play for us and the mentality they have they have garnered throughout the season. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah, seventh grade was tough here for me too. It was actually my first year in Dallas. Mm-hmm. We just moved from California. And so it was, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard being that age. Yes. So it's like these these kids that we have seem to handle it in such an exceptional way. Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, it is, it's quite really cool. Much. So, um, what else you got, Coach? Yeah, so so let's go, um, you know, fun fact. I had uh, our first baby shower this past weekend. Yeah, um, on Saturday. On Saturday. So, I was not at our games on Saturday. So, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. And why don't you talk to us a little bit about how Saturday went? Yeah, we played a 5-7 and seven on Saturday. Okay. Um, this is, by the way, this is our gold team. Um, this is our... Uh, our you know, we have Navy and gold team, but we had uh, gold all weekend. Yeah, so, so we played in the 14-triple-A tournament. Yep. And uh, we played – we spoke about this the last time on the podcast, that game where we played like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Like seven Good innings. Baseball. Yeah. This – the first game was very similar, right? We won two to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ pitched four innings. Oh, CJ was a dude this past weekend. Um, who pitched the other two? Uh, Steven would have uh, started game two. No, who Go pitched on. after CJ? Oh, oh Seth. Seth Timmons. Seth, Seth pitched. Excuse really me. Seth Timmons pitched the two, and we gave up no hits. Sure. Gave up no hits. Gave up one run. Scored two runs. Had good approaches. Quality at bats. Just didn't push more than two across. Didn't need to push more sure. than two across because we had excellent pitching. Mm-hmm. Incredible defense. And we played on the dirt field, which uh, is actually quite unpredictable. It's uncommon, too. And we normally play on turf where the, the hops and the bounces are a little bit more predictable. Candy hops. And so we did a really good job there. I think it was just an actually an excellent game. Versus Kevin Minch. Uh, yeah, former Major League Baseball player. Uh, left fielder. Yeah. Um, and he was, uh, yeah. So that was, a, that was a great game. Great start of the weekend. Sure. Uh, and then the second game, we played really well, um, kind of up into the last inning where we had a few issues. Uh, so we were winning six to two going into the last inning versus Drew Malden. 
versus Drew Malden, yeah. which we've played before. He's a great coach. I want to bring him on this podcast at some point. I, I think that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, he runs a good he runs a good team. He's a good coach. Good coach. Um, we enjoy playing against him. It's, this is actually hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this is actually hilarious. I haven't told you this. Yeah. So I get to the field about four for our five o'clock game, yeah. and Drew is coaching um, on the field already. He sees me and. He actually tells me that you're not going to be there today and that he thought I was just coaching by myself and he was like wishing me luck. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. I was like such a Bonson movie, texted you and everything. I was like, no, we got we got our other coach coming. He knows level really well. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I appreciate it though. Yeah. He's having, he's having his baby shower. So that's six. That was, that was actually hilarious. He's actually a sweet, a sweet guy. He came up to me, like, came up to me yesterday. He gave me a hug and goes, you just come show up whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal here? He's an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, I talked to you about this yesterday. It's such a pleasure to coach against people who enjoy the game. I will get into like this, you know, the other Oilers team that we played, mm-hmm. and that coach was yelling at his players. And I talked to Drew about that, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't, I know that about him, and I don't like it." Right. Um, and it's it's very um, contentious when you go up against a coach who does not treat their players or your players well. You know, we talked about it last year. I was ready to throw hands at, at a guy who was yelling at one of our players. I just in, in earlier this season, I had the same mentality. Towards a different coach who was uh, was yelling at his players. Yeah, just don't treat your 13, 14 year olds in a way where it's going to ruin their love for the game. Right. Um, which is why we love Drew because he's uh, he's a very calm, cool, collected coach who yeah. understands that development is key. And so, yeah, so that was a cool moment with, with Drew. And then we played him. Uh, then we played him in the second game, going uh, into the last inning, up six to two. We gave up. We gave up five, ended up losing seven to six. On a walk-off. On a walk-off walk. Walk. It was just a tough inning, and it happens, right? I actually kind of love when those innings happen, and I know that we're going to play more baseball during the weekend to see how our kids respond. And routinely, they respond in a manner that's excellent. Uh, Specifically, Lincoln, who had a tough inning on the mound, he responded the next day by continuing to show up as a leader. There was a few times during that inning where we could have closed the door, and we didn't with some few miscues. Um, lack of a little bit of lack of focus here and there on getting to the ball or getting to the spot we needed to get, uh, but those innings happen and those innings are important for anyone who's playing or trying to do something great. You need to be kind of stepped on a little bit, right? Agreed. Uh, and that's important because then we come back the next day on Sunday and you would get after it. Yeah, um, and let's talk a little bit more about that game on Saturday. And I, I was watching from you know Game Changer. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I couldn't be there, but I was, you know, accurately upsetting my wife, uh, my pregnant wife, because she said, don't be on your phone. And I was like, well, I have to follow the games. And she said, no, you don't. She's right. So every five minutes, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> just check the score real quick. Um, and uh, she just gave up and let me watch the game. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lulu. I love you. Sorry. Um, but, you know, watching that unfold, I, you know, as a coach, you can always tell that the wheels are falling off, even if you're watching from Game Changer. Mm. It's just happening, and it happens. And it's not necessarily always a bad thing. Now, if it's the last inning of the season, that stings. And you don't want it to happen the last inning of the season. Right. But if for, for the last inning of Saturday, when you know you have a guaranteed one game the next day to, to bounce back, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good time to happen. And then, you know, Lincoln had a, had, you know, it doesn't pitch a lot. 
No. We haven't given him an opportunity to pitch a lot, and it's not because he's not a good pitcher, but it's because he's so good in the field. Yeah, I don't, yeah, he plays every every game. Yeah. Towards, yeah, I, don't think he's taking, I don't think he's taking a pitch off in terms of, I don't think he's been on the bench for one pitch this season. He's always in the field, and always, you know, middle infield, outfield. Yeah. Always. So he asked me every so often, Coach, am I going to pitch again? Well, I would love to pitch you, but like, we kind of need you at shortstop or second base, man. Like, you're kind of our, our defensive dude. Um, so anyway, um, you know, that's when it comes as a coach, the, the, the concept of, hey, do we really want to try to win this game? Or do we want to see how this plays out? And do we want to, um, you know, you know, teach a lesson? Not teach a lesson, but a lesson will be learned. I wanted to see how it played out yeah. because there, there was opportunities to win the game. Sure. And it just didn't happen. And it wasn't, you know, Tyrus's fault. And no. it wasn't Lincoln's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. It's it's a it's commutative. Hey, this it's happened a as a team. The wheels fall off. It's a five-run inning. Happens to be the bottom half of the last inning. We lost the game. Okay, let's go to the next day. Energy and focus are contagious, yep. and they're they're a team thing. Yeah. And so you can pick people up. You can bounce them back. You can reset yourself. You can reset others. It's all part of the dynamic and the culture. Yep. Um, and so sometimes it just uh, you know there are thirteen. So sometimes it just falls off. Yes. And they're just like tired or they're distracted or they're thinking about something else or something happened or you know whatever it is it's like super normal um and and we're okay with that yeah absolutely um but not happening on a repeated basis we're not okay with that right we're not just we're not these like laissez-faire coaches who are like yeah do whatever the fuck you want no No, we're like intense (laughs) but we but what i how i think about it is like there's two branches there's like we hold really high standards for our kids. Mm-hmm. And so during the game, we let them play. Yes. We do some coaching, right, when things are obvious and need, and need some touch-ups. Um, but we let them play while holding them to super high standards. We have a lot of warmth. Yes. And that's how I, that's how I try to present myself with it. Like, I expect you to be the best baseball player you can be and try to be that every time you step on the field. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't that... Some days I love you regardless. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Just give me effort. I don't care if you see right. eight errors. I get it. It sucks people have those days, but give me your effort. If you make an error because of lack of effort, now I'm pissed. You are better than that. Right. But if you made an error and you gave me everything you had, and errors do happen, you're okay. It's right. part of the game. I know you're beating yourself up over it. We're okay. And then when the game is over, we still value and love the kids regardless. Oh, yes. Like that doesn't, the game is over now. The baseball is over. Like, what are you going to do? You want to play MLB The Show? Like, what's your hobby? CJ, you want to talk about cars? Yeah. Like, what's good, bro? Do it. Like, I don't, baseball's over. That's not, that's mm-hmm. not the only thing that I care yeah. about you. I it's care way more. It's the saying that baseball is not life or death. It is more important than that. When you are between those lines, nothing else matters. Sure. You are on the field, nothing else matters. But as soon as you step off the field, give baseball a break. Go talk about cars. Go play the show. Go hang out with your parents. Go hang out with your friends. Go, don't think about baseball anymore. You gave all your respect and energy to this game for the last two, four, six, eight hours of, the, of, your, of your day. Depending on you. Go enjoy life. And that doesn't, that's not baseball. Like, I've seen, I've, I've seen um, Division One coaches force their team to practice after games before. And I don't like that because... Hey, you made errors. We're practicing full practice after this game. Division one. Yeah. What does that do for the love of the game? Hey, you're compounding now. Right. The frustration and the stress versus the hey, take a break and let's get back after tomorrow. Right. We know you can do it. I know you hate yourself right now for making that error. Mm-hmm. It's okay. 
Probably have go to study too. Yeah, I fucking go, test Monday morning. Exactly. Go study for your finals. Sure, we won that championship two weeks ago. Yeah, and we couldn't really celebrate it because everybody's got to go take finals, study. man. Like, hey, it's finals week. Go. Grades are way more important than baseball. When you're on the field, nothing is more important. Mm-hmm. But when you're on, you're off the field. Everything is more important. Right. It just is. It's a simple acronym of win. What's yes. important now? What's important now? Win. Uh, if you think about that on a consistent basis and everything that you're doing, say you're having a conversation with your mom. It's the beginning of the day. You kind of woke up grumpy, but your mom is telling you what you need to do and how you need to do it for the day. What's important now? The words that are coming out of her mouth. Yes. Same with when you're in class. Same with when your coach is talking to you. Same with when your grandma calls you on the phone. Same with when you're on the baseball field. What's important now? Yes. If you can understand that, then you can have present-minded focus. And then you can continue to, to do that. But anyways. Sunday. Sunday. We move to Sunday. Tough, tough loss. Saturday. Yeah, tough, but important. We go up against a team on Sunday. Fun fact about this. We got a couple guys, um, Caden Job and Finn Cove, who uh, played for this coach uh, for the Canes. Yeah, we played them a couple we times. We played them a couple times, and they left him because of the way he treats his players. As a coach, I'm aware of this. Um, I make my own judgments. I... I've, I I personally don't like coaching against him. Mm. I don't like how he talks to his players during games. I hear him. I, for some reason, whenever we play this team, they're in the third base side. Mm. Every single time. Yeah, I've so never I'm been close to him. Always next to him when his guys are on the field. And all I hear is just grumblings and mother Fs and just, hey, you stupid son of a something, mm. be better. And I just don't, I don't like it. And he also refuses to shake hands after games. Just he has uh, he's he's putting himself away. I'm not going to shake hands. We're fine. Um, Good deal with Adam. Um, his kids seem awesome. I really enjoy. I love playing, playing against the team. Them. Yeah, because the kids are awesome. They got good kids. That coach, I don't like coaching against that coach. They haven't. We haven't. Um, we haven't got to beat them. Yeah, we 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 were zero and two going into this game, and every time we both times we played them was in bracket play, and both times we played them we had a lead and we gave it up. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off a tough loss, we come in. Um, we throw Griffin Savello. He's a, just an absolute strike thrower on the bump, and we run roll him twelve to two. Yeah, it was cool because you know we're up, I think four nothing after two innings, and we're having trouble. But we're having trouble getting the bat on the ball. It's really having a lot of trouble. Um, so I, we bring them all together and say, "Hey, make the adjustment." Like, "Hey, this is always seems to be an issue." Sunday, first game Sunday, making the adjustment at the plate. Hey, this guy's not throwing as hard as we're used to. We have to make the adjustment. Um, and then we tag him for eight runs across two innings, and we run roll. Mm-hmm. Um, so fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's where I want to give my, um, my, you know, again, I have a list of five uh, nominees for the Champions Adjustment. We talked about Link. Yep. And then Lincoln is my, my number five. Yeah. And just Lincoln Boyles is my number five nominee. Champs Adjust. Um, just absolute leadership. Um he, uh, he 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 turned the page really well, and uh, and got after it. So so congrats, Link, on being number five. Um, thanks for being a leader this season. You're awesome. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, getting to know you across the last couple of years and seeing the leader you've turned into. So that's awesome. Do you want to give a um, honorary mention to our boy JP Malone? JP Malone pulled a muscle in his leg. As he was swinging and then started running down first yep. base. No, and as he was turning first, it really started to bother him. So we had to take him out of the game. And, he, and go figure, with the winning run, you know, we're up 10-2, to two, and the you know, winning run's on second. 
JP comes to the plate and he's wobbling and he can barely put pressure on his leg. He still ropes one to the shortstop who had to make a tough play, made a tough throw to first. The throw was dropped. And as all that's happening, because JP hurt, wobbled all the way down first base and was safe, I had speedster Jason Madrano running home to score the winning run. Honorary mention just being, you know, tough as nails yeah. and gamer for, for JP Malone. Awesome stuff. So those are my two... Um, those are my two um, Champs of Just uh, shout-outs uh, for that game. And then we go to the, the semifinals. And, you know, I texted, you know, Drew, hey, what do you, what do you got about this team? And he, you know, he's like, all right, well, they're a team that puts a lot of pressure on themselves. So, you know, play error-free, and you'll beat them. Okay, cool. So we give up, we commit seven errors in the first two innings. Yeah, that's a tough start. <laughs> One of those days, you got a boy Finn Coe on the mound, strike-throwing. But the problem, not the problem, the, 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 the interesting thing about our boy Finn pitching is he's going to pound the zone but he doesn't throw hard so the ball comes off the bat differently when he's on the mound more than anybody else Mm -hmm. we took him to Houston and it was the same kind of thing so a lot of errors tend to occur Um, and it's just tough and um, who's number four on my list so so we'll we'll go through it but basically we're we're down nine nothing going into the bottom of the third. We're the home team, and we're down 9 nothing going to the bottom of the third. And I pull Finn. I put in Steven Madrano in there saying, hey, get your work in. We'll see what happens. So it's tough as a 13-year-old to be down 9 nothing in seven errors and say, hey, we're still going to play some baseball, right? Mm-hmm. I even pulled Finn out of the game saying, hey, you have more pitches in your in your pitch count. It's not fair to you anymore. Like, we're, we're, they're not playing defense behind you. I said, this isn't fair to you anymore. This just isn't the defense's day. And that's okay. Let's let's give your arm a break. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's sit you on the bench. Let's give your arm a break. Um, and, you know, errors galore. You know, I think we committed seven errors, uh, three of whom were from, from our, our boy Seth Timmons, who... You know, one error, tough. Two errors, now he's compounding. That third error was a beautiful throw from Lincoln from right field. Mm-hmm. We had the guy dead at right at third base, and Seth, because he mentally was having a tough time on the, in the field, didn't knock the ball down. The ball got past him, and the run scored. Sure. Um, and, and, that, and that gets really tough. Um, the, the cool thing is is how we bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go to my... my uh, you know, my fourth and third um, chance to just list real quick. Tyrus Cohen is my number four. Tyrus. Um, de- he just defensively, just he can play any position. And we'll tell you what he did in a few minutes about, you know, what he did at the plate. But he was he's, he's constantly getting on base. He actually got picked off at one point and then was back on the base pads like two, two batters later mm-hmm. as our courtesy runner and scored. So way to turn the page, Tyrus. Awesome job. Um Steven Madrano came on the mound at 77% strike rate. That's the best he's done all season. It was the best he pitched all year. He pitched three strong, gave up one run. Yeah, very strong. Struck out four, walked one, um, and put us in a position to win. Um, All in all, he ultimately came back and forced extra innings. Yeah, so we scored scored nine. No, we scored um, scored ten. Scored ten. We scored ten. We scored 10 runs across two innings. Um, and, and, and partially, 
and and, and, and and a big part of it is for one of our uh, champions, a just player of the week finalist, uh, Seth Timmons, committed three errors in the field. We pulled him out of the field because at that point, hey, catch your breath. You know, we'll get you back out there if we can. Mm-hmm. But like, catch your breath. Let's focus on hitting. By the time the second at-bat came with one out and the bases loaded in the third inning, he had committed three errors and had struck out looking on a no-two count right. with runners in second and third. He comes up and he gets a base clearing double. Base clearing double. Base clearing double. To the Absolute wall on a laser beam. To left field. That the guy tried to come up on, he tried to like dive to catch it. No, that was the second one. Well, that was the second one. The first one, one was. No, the second one went into the, to the gap. The first one was a line drive right over the second baseman's head That's that went all the way to the wall. You're right. I thought that was the second one. That was the first one. Okay. And he got Seth's moving his body, got all the way to second, easy base clearing double. Probably could have stretched to third, and I thought about stretching to third, but you know, as a coach, when you're down by a lot, yeah, we were still down no, about six. There's at that no point. point to like push it. Let's let's get him to score, and he did score. And he comes up again next inning, similar situation, mm-hmm. right? We're down at this point. We're down four. Seth's up with two outs. Yeah. And similar situation, and he hits another base clearing double, and now he's in tying run at second. Mm-hmm. At which point, this coach, which I do not condone at all, starts purposely killing clock. Yeah. Not only did he make a pitching change, but he's also having his guys step off to wait 30 seconds between pitches just to kill clock. And we got our boy Tyrus up mm-hmm. with Seth Timmons, who... Again, has turned his entire day around. He's got six RBIs now, and he's a tying run. And you know, they're, they're changing pitchers. I told, I told Seth, I was like, hey, you got your wheels on you? Yeah. I said, we're going to go no thumb to ear. We're just going to we're gonna run. We're just going to run. That ball gets through the infield. I'm sending you. You're going to score a run. You understand me? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. I, I told him. I was like, we're going to lose you getting thrown out, or we're going to tie the game by you being safe. If the ball gets out of the infield, I'm sending you. So be ready. And realistic as a coach, I'm, I'm, I'm gauging the situation. If I can, I'll send them. But yeah. I want him to have that mentality right. of, hey, I got to get out there. Get it out there. Um, and then Tyrus uh, puts one up the middle. And As Tyrus is hitting, they announce that time has expired. Time has expired. So it's either Tyrus gets a hit or tie it, the game is over. Or the game is over. And, and Tyrus gets a hit. Yeah, he hits a, a single through the hole. Between second and first. The right fielder starts bob- bobbling it. And as I see him bobbling it, because Seth had come out the gate so strong, mm-hmm. I was able to send him. And there and, wasn't a throw. Yeah, there wasn't a throw. And two Tyrus's. Tyrus's credit, he got in a pickle to make oh. sure the run did score. Yes. Uh, and he ended up getting to And then he got out, but the out. game is tied 10-10. We go into extras. And now we're tied and going into extras. We were down 9 nothing, And it is now tied 10-10 going into extras. And then Steven Madrano, what a freaking dude. Bases loaded, one out. We are in the situation because of Seth Timmons and a lot of, a lot of good, timely hitting, good, timely base running from Seth, Tyrus, and a lot of other players. Mm-hmm. But Steven Madrano, man, came in there, was an absolute dude. He was beating himself up because he actually, um, on an 1 2 count, he put a fastball low and away, and this kid somehow just. Got a piece of it, turned on it, turned over pitch. a third, turned over third base on head. And two runs scored. They scored two, then we got two outs. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. And then we got, then we got two outs. So now we're down two. And then, um, you know, a walk. Scores them. And now again, my winning run is Seth Simmons, who's on third. Mm-hmm. Or does he tie you know, he's, he's tying run? He's on third. And we got Jack Town, who squares a ball up. Up the middle, but didn't get enough elevation on it. Mm-hmm. They squeeze the middle, 
just to keep anything from going up the middle, and the shortstop just made a play on him. Got a double play, game over. Cannot say enough about these kids. Um, I haven't named my player of the player of the weekend yet. I'm getting there. Right. But That's exactly when Link went right over to Jack. Jack right after that and said, "Hey, one play does not define you. Not does not define your weekend." Keep your head up. You did great. Yes, and that's what just that's what we leadership. That's what we try to embody. Right? Adjust. And when the players do it themselves, we don't even have to say it. That I think is special. And yeah. so that was a really cool moment for me really as someone cool. who cares about that stuff way more than baseball itself. Yeah, uh, but it was an amazing game. So amazing we'll, game. we'll finish up the thoughts of the game after I name our champions adjust player of the week. Sure, yeah, Ready? yeah. Drumroll. Oh, hold on. Start over. Say drum roll again. And drum roll. Sloan White, enough on this podcast. <laughs> Not enough, Sloan. Big Sloan Bear. Sloan Bear. This kid, 13 years old, athletic beast, took a year off from baseball. Started the season as, hey, he might be able to catch, he might be able to pitch, he might be able to hit. He's a developmental player. To, hey, you got a good arm. He's so freaking coachable it's unreal how coachable this kid is and he's a marvelous kid and he's been hurt for about a month yeah he's just been hurt he's got to have hip, hip issues, issues. Um, which happens when you're 13 years old and you're putting a lot of pressure on your hips and you're yeah he also works very him. hard in the weight room yeah he's trying to <laughs> so he does it every day uh, um, and so you know things tend yeah. to happen right and so you yes. learn how to take care of yourself a little bit better yes. what stretches work for you but anyways regardless of so that so you text me on Thursday saying hey coach went to physical therapy today I've never felt better I'm ready, I'm ready to, to go, go. I'm ready, ready to go. go and I'm like fuck yeah dude alright so I screenshot that I send it to Aaron I send it to Coach Lovell I'm like hey we got a dude we're ready to go um, so he, he does. He catches game two. Griff in, caught game one. Yeah. And Sloan, and Sloan was an absolute beast because apparently there was a lot of balls in the dirt. Yeah. And Sloan was just blocking a lot. When right? I referred to that inning where we lost in, in game two on Saturday where Lincoln just had a tough day, um, which happens to every single tough player. Inning. Tough, tough inning. inning. Sorry, tough inning. Yeah. Uh, which happens to every single pitcher who's ever pitched ever. So it's not anything to be worried about. He just threw a lot of balls in the dirt. And Sloan um, was just... His effort was at a maximum. Yes. Um, and it was beautiful to see. And so I, I, I sent a voice note to Bodson about it after the game yes. just to make sure that he knew because you can't really see that over Game Changer. Uh, and uh, and then he caught two more games. Yeah, so thanks for ruining it. Um, yeah, you bet. So then I texted him Sunday morning, 947. How are you feeling today? Great. Good to catch Griffin in game one. You won't have to block as much as last night. He said, yes, sir. I can catch as much as needed. So I sit on the logo of Champions Adjust because, my God, if that isn't the embodiment of Champions Adjust, I don't know what it is. The kid's been hurt. He caught his first game. We did not know on Saturday if he was going to be able to catch. We had him in the lineup like, hey, if he can catch, we'll have him catch, but we don't want to push him. He caught well. Asked him, and he caught the second game or the first game Sunday phenomenally. And then he came back again uh, game two, and he, I mean, I don't think anything got past him. He started getting tired. His hips started hurting a little bit. A little bit. So we, so we pinch ran for him. We Curtis ran for him so he can get off his, his legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the kid was an absolute beast. And Sloan Bear, Sloaney Bear, excuse me, um, if, if you're listening and you better be because I told you you need to start listening to us, um, can't thank you enough for your for your grit and your mentality and your hard work. And you're just a good teammate, dude. And uh, um, congratulations on being our inaugural uh, champions at Just Perfect. 
proud of you. Proud of you. Um, so yeah, um, going back to the game though, man. I, I after the game, I was just so proud of these kids. I didn't fall asleep till like one o'clock. I was still like so excited and so proud of these kids. I was like, like pacing around the house, like Lulu telling me, like Lulu, you would have been so proud if you saw these kids down nine nothing, down ten to four, tied a game ten to ten, like shove it down their throats, effing do it. Let's let's like, like this team. It's a 13U AAA team that we played all season at 14 AAA. Mm-hmm. And they ended the season 500. Great. On the dot. Like, it's 14 AAA. That's not an easy thing to do. It's just not. It's, you know, they're, they're stretching their arms out. They're playing to a competition level they've never played against before that most kids their ages are not playing against. Right. Um, on Saturdays, they're swinging high school bats. Just to get ready for high school more. Drop three. Drop three. BB core. And it's just, I'm so impressed with the way this team has come together. Mm-hmm. Because as I told them at the beginning of this, at the beginning or after the game, what I told them was, hey, you're not going to win them all. And you're not going to lose them all. But when you win them, leave no doubt. And when you lose, make them beat you in extra innings. Make it tough for them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's exactly what this team has done. They went, went two and two. With two good wins and two really close losses. Both very tough losses. Just like last week or two weeks ago. We were one and two with one good win mm-hmm. and two really close losses. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's really fun to have watched this development. And parents, if you're listening, you should be so proud of your kids. I was talking to a couple different coaches yesterday who were just shocked that we were 13 thinking oh my god they're they're years ahead or they're they're way ahead of the rest of the 13 year olds is what i'm being told by other coaches and you know i take a lot of pride in our, our coaching skills and like what we're trying to do for these kids but when you when you see it on the field and you hear it from other coaches who are like man they're 13 and they're already playing this well yeah that's just you know we're, we're getting ready for high school the wins and losses don't matter to us you know, obviously, we want to win more than we want to lose, but mm-hmm. losses aren't a bad thing, and uh, we certainly don't want to go 50-0. and 0. That's not teaching anybody anything. No. Um, you know, you look at OU softball, who lost today to UCLA because, you know, they lost two games all year. They were down early, and they didn't know how to rebound. Mm-hmm. Now they're up, like, 15 in the sure. second game. They're still, they're, they're still series. good, but, you know, you want your, your team to be battle-tested as we go into our right. two World Series. You want to um, face challenges and adversity, right? Yeah. So, um, again, my, my, my champions of just list is uh, my honorable mention is uh, J.P. Malone, number five, Lincoln Leadership. Number four, Tyrus for that game-tying hit, defensive dude, just good leader. Uh, Steven Madrano came in down nine, one earned run, and kept us in the game, which was just phenomenal at the 77% strike rate. Um, Seth Timmons, tough day in the field, still went two for three with six RBIs and two runs scored. And Sloan White, who was injured, and was an absolute dude behind the plate, and at the and at the plate, he was you know he was just fine at the he had, plate he had too. Good, good productive at bats, good sack yeah. fly when we needed it. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, great weekend, boys. We're really proud of this gold team. Really excited to see what we do in the World Series, um, which when we film again, we'll be in the middle of our first World Series. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I got. I was really excited to film today just to talk about this gold team and. Uh, how much fun it is to be around them and to watch them develop and see you know what they've done and um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all of them and uh, champions adjust so we'll leave you with this as a culmination of everything that Coach Bodson said and that we saw our players uh, actively do this weekend it's that event plus response equals your outcome right the boys had an event 
That event is then uncontrollable. You cannot change the past. You cannot alter the past. You cannot change what has already happened. So we are already down 9-0. The adversity already struck. The challenge was already in our hands. And our response is the only thing we control. Do we continue to fight? Do we continue to show up? Yes, we do. Do we believe we can get it done because we have an optimistic mindset? We are in control of our response because then that gives us a better chance at having a better outcome that we want, but we're still only focused on the process of doing the best that we can. And that's what we talk about. That's what our boys displayed on their own this weekend at the games. And it was beautiful to watch. So thank you for listening. Um, We appreciate you coming back every week. Thank you. And if you need anything from Coach Bodson and I, coaching, um, mindset tips, or you just want to talk, talk, you want to get some merch, you want to hop on the pod, you have a guest that you you think would be great, any youth baseball tips or tips about youth sports, insight from the parents, anything. We're just trying to make this the best that we can, which resonates with the most amount of people, whether you're a parent, a coach, or a player, because we care about youth sports and we want to make it the best it, it can possibly be for everyone that wants to be involved. Yes. So thanks for listening. Love you all. Love you all. And always remember that champions adjust.